Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us, and therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. his biological son chris mosier it's true everybody this is still his kingdom keeps the creepy but necessary father and son podcast where chris and i talk about every single episode of the tv show merlin uh boy that joke would have gone a long way if we had done it way back in the monster of the week days huh that would be a much more appropriate podcast i'm waiting for you to pass so i can become a dragon lord yep i have all of the dragon lord skills and i will not give them to chris um just like i have all the Fortnite skills and when i die chris will become extremely good at Fortnite. It's i'm waiting be, for you to bequeath me your Fortnite it's skills. gonna be a real big surprise considering how i've never told him i played Fortnite professionally <laughs> yeah uh, uh. I was uh, adding, I was looking around in like the new iOS stuff and you can like track sports with it. Um, and because I'm in sales, I have to know things about sports, even though I don't particularly care about sports a whole lot. Um, Most definitely. And as I was like adding like the Saints and LSU football and stuff like that, I noticed that there's just a whole category for esports. And I was like, no, perfect. Fam, not going to happen. I'm not, I don't need this in my newsfeed. I can't, I can't have you this. You don't need to see the competition when you're already top of the class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we've got a tight episode today. Uh, we've got, we're on the season two finale and we're going to go uh, maybe a little fast because there's some life stuff happening that is is mm-hmm. weird. Uh, but we're we're gonna do our best by this episode. So I just want to say thank you to all of the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. We appreciate you, Chris. What has been happening in Merlin lately? Last time in Merlin, unsure of Morgos's plan for her, for her, Morgana unwittingly is forced to go dark side or something as the entire kingdom falls asleep while Merlin and Arthur are away. Unsure of how to break the spell and stop the danger threatening Camelot, Merlin makes two disastrous decision. He tri- decisions. He tries to kill Morgana, forever severing their friendship, presumably, I don't know, and he sets the dragon free, bringing about the doom of all of Camelot. With more enemies than ever, how will our hero prevail, Jeremy? Uh, I don't know. Father? I have no idea, son. I have no idea. We'll, we're going to get through this together, just like family always does. Uh, we're covering Merlin Season 2, Episode 13, The Last Dragon Lord. This aired on December 19th, 2009. It was directed by Jeremy Webb and written by Julian Jones. The great dragon is finally free. Full of rage, he attacks Camelot with pitiless intensity. The castle is crumbling and Arthur's men cannot hold out much longer, but only a dragon lord can kill a dragon, and Uther wiped them all out years ago. Or did he? Gaius admits one such man could be alive and in hiding. The last dragon lord is the key to Merlin's own past as well as the future of Camelot. That gets uh, us like halfway through the episode. That's most of the episode right there, everybody. We're going to just brush our hands and brush <laughs> the, off our this shoulders. This episode and... is called The Last Dragon Lord. Like, uh-huh. Get hype, everybody. Get hype. This, this episode is, is coming in hot. This and, thing... it, and maybe it's not as, as crazy and out there as, as the name might imply, but it's still really solid and it introduces some interesting concepts. They they It introduces the, some concepts. It names the dragon, which I don't think we had heard that before. Like uh, As far the... as I'm aware, this is the first time that I've taken a note about yeah. the dragon's name. Um, so this that, that seems like it's pretty big a pretty big deal. It's Merlin powering up. He's going he's going Scion, right? Is that what yeah. they call that? Going, going scion yeah he's going like the, yes he's going scion just like the the what is that like a 
Toyota Scion. He's going, he's going with Toyota, Toyota Scion. Scion. Yeah. yeah, he's going Merlin Scion. This is um, it's actually what the car is named after if you look at the lore. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, but, but we start out. Yeah. This is a hell of an opening because we we ended the last episode with the dragon free, uh, and then not really knowing what was going to happen, and then immediately in this into this episode where Camelot is just in flames. Yeah, uh, we're on like day three of a dragon siege. Yeah, this has been going on for a while. Uh, Arthur is leading his knights, and he's he's telling me, "I know you're tired. We can do this. We can do this together. We, one last ditch effort." Uh, they're running towards the the edge of the of the wall of the castle. Meanwhile, Gaius and Gwen are running triage in the in the lab. There's tons of people that are wounded and injured. Uh, Merlin is this up, is this is, up, is their helm's deep. This is their helm's deep. Uh, Merlin makes a comment to Arthur like, "I'm sorry, this is happening." And Arthur because like, "Well, that's not your fault." And like, "But of course it is." Uh, of course it is. And we get this extremely tense moment where the the dragon screeches, and we look up in the air and we see this dragon flying towards the castle. Uh, Arthur orders his knights to to flame up to get their arrows on fire. Flame up, yep. Uh, and he's you know we do the the classic hold. Hold as the dragon gets closer and closer and closer, and finally they fire. Uh, but the dragon fires back, and his fire looks way better than the the puny yeah. humans' fire. Yeah. Uh, um, this scene where the fire is coming through the gaps in the wall and everyone's like hiding from it is so fucking cool. Like it looks like mm-hmm. they did this practically, and I cannot imagine. Like it has to be stitched together yeah. some way <laughs> because Jesus it, Christ. Uh... Obviously, there's you know kind of a silly CGI dragon, but other than that, like the art direction and the way that they pull off everything else makes all of this stuff seem really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm making a Helm's jo- deep joke, but it, it kind of pulls it off a little bit. It's, it does. This, yeah. is, this is Merlin's Helm's deep. This is this is a big set piece, and it's different than anything we've really seen before, and it's very cool. It's it's a, on a, at a scale that I don't think we've seen before, right? Like it's mm. just a lot of moving parts. Uh, we see this when. Gwen decides that uh, she needs to rush out and get more water from the well for all of the people that are sick. And as she rushes out, like the whole place is crumbling. Like you can hear dragon, the dragon screeching. We see people running around. Debris is just on the ground and and on fire. She runs to the well and she starts trying to fill it up. And then of course the dragon sees her and is like, Oh, we got this. Uh, It comes (laughs) directly at her. Signal her out. I don't know. But the dragon, look, we know Merlin goes down there and talks to the dragon a lot. The dragon is well informed about the goings on of Camelot. Mm-hmm. He absolutely knows about Arthur's affection for Gwen, and he is singling her out specifically to fuck with Arthur and Uther. Which is crazy because it seems like for a really long time that he was interested in having Arthur become king. Who knows, man? I don't know. Who I don't, knows? I don't, but, yeah, but, Who knows? but now that he's loose, he's just like, fuck these guys. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this great moment where Arthur sees Gwen, sees her in the line of fire, uh, rushes over, uh, you know, basically tries to tackle her to the ground as the dragon rushes over. It looked like the dragon like scratched his back, but throughout the episode, he's going to have a wound on his front. I don't know if I just missed the blocking on that, but it doesn't matter because it's just cool. It just looks cool. Yeah. He dude, dude caught a slash. The burns, everybody's no burn victims in Camelot, but my man caught a pretty deep slash on this one. Yeah. Uh, it's during this when everybody's distracted that Merlin arrives in the square, sees a spear on the ground, uses his magic to grab it and just sling it towards the dragon. And it just, where it just harmlessly, uh, bounces off. And the dragon says, you know, he cannot be hurt by Merlin's petty magic. Uh, the dragon I love is just very condescending to all of these people at all times. And it's just very good to me. Like the dragon is maybe my favorite character on the show. But... The dragon is like, I am absolutely had enough i've had uh, enough even as, merlin is like this. why why are you doing this the dragon is just like i i'm no he flies away he doesn't answer yeah uh the dragon is just in, in his full prankster era at this point like i don't know man mm-hmm. i don't know that i just do stuff to do stuff i'm causing chaos the dragon I'm just, yeah. has been jokerified <laughs> it's uh yeah the dragon's been jokerified the dragon the dragon was like he kept warning us right through all, all of season one and season two, he kept warning us, don't make me go Joker mode. And look yes. what happened. Yeah. And then look the, what happened and when and we made him we go are. Joker mode. Yeah. Um, we go inside where Gwen kind of chides Arthur for risking his life for her. Uh, but because it's, you know, Merlin, they have to make a bunch of eyes at one another, flirt with one another. Uh, they. It's so funny that they keep, like, juxtaposing the Arthur and Gwen stuff with the cutover to Merlin and Gaius. Yeah, it's it's always funny to me. For some, it's so weird, dude. It happens constantly. Uh, yeah. 
Arthur holds Gwen's hand and we see Gaius notice it from the background. Uh, Merlin is very frustrated and tells Gaius that like his magic's not working. And Gaius is like, yeah, homie, that's a dragon. Like that's not just some yeah. weird like fairy that you can just completely murder. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's not one of the yeah. fae, Merlin. You can't just murder it. You can't just commit homicide on a dragon. It's a magical creature. Don't work like that. Don't work like that. Go big or go home. Uh, Arthur, meanwhile, goes to Uther. <laughs> Gaius is just like gassing the dragon up. <laughs> he's, dude, Gaius loves that dragon. Like he knows yeah. that they, they don't speak anymore. Like he's done some horrible things, but he, he <laughs> genuinely loves that dragon. Um, Arthur reports to Uther. I didn't. I didn't write down any of the numbers, but a lot of people are dead and injured. A, a huge section of the castle has been destroyed. Uh, Uther, of course, wants to know how to kill it. And Gaius says, well, we need a dragon lord. And Uther's like, oh, I killed, I just, I homicided all those motherfuckers years ago. Like, none of them exist. Yeah. And Gaius is like, eh, there's one. There's it's a one dude guy. named Balinor who lives in a totally different kingdom. Um, this is a surprise. Yeah, this what's is a, a huge surprise. What's First a dragon lord? introduced to the concept of dragon lord. <laughs> what's a dragon lord and how do I join the ranks? Where do I get my yeah. patch? I want to put my patch on my on my blue jean jacket, Chris, on my denim jacket. Oh, can we make dragon lord merch for, for this Merlin podcast? It's just an idea. Just float it out there. I am live uh, on air. <laughs> I am going to uh, email Sydney immediately and see if she can make some dope dragon lord st- merch Let's for us. Let's get some dragon lord stuff. Let's go. Shout um, out. If you're listening to this episode, uh, send us your dragon lord pitches because we need, we need t-shirts shirts we need stickers we need i'm a dragon lord now uh, i want it to be yep. we, we need we need a lot of different ideas so please please hit us up with your dragon lord merch we'll, we'll take it into consideration um uh, so where are we at okay arthur the dragon lords they exist yeah <laughs> arthur, oh yeah okay all right so guys is like yeah there might be one he's in senred's territory i guess senred was not one of the kings that uh, uther made peace with so they still got beef if arthur goes over there it's going to be a war they talk about like father this isn't a battle of of wills like it's we need to do the right thing um uther tries to pull the king card but just arthur's just like nope i'm putting the safety of camelot first sorry i'm going i have to try I love Arthur for this. Like Arthur is yeah. is fully yeah. into. I don't give a fuck. We're doing this for the for the country. Uh, I don't care what the king says. The country is more important. And uh, honestly, throughout this episode, Uther kind of comes off as just a, a real shitbag. Um, and we'll get into it more towards the end. But like, wow, like what a shitbag this dude yeah. is throughout this episode. Yeah. Uh, we go to Merlin and Gaius back in the lab where uh, Gaius breaks down what dragon lords are. These were these were beings. These were humans that could talk to dragons, could control them um, until Uther rounded them all up and killed them all. And like, he just throws that line off. Like it's no big deal. And yeah. it just sounds horrifying. <laughs> like it just, like he just rounded them up and fucking killed them, man. Like it's horrible. And it's just, <laughs> he's, he's a bad person. When you just like casually mention that your King did a genocide, like that's a bad thing, guys. You should, that's you should bad. not be like following this King around. Uh, it's bad. And we should say it's bad. Gaius explains that there was one who he let escape, uh, and then he starts questioning Merlin. Has he ever heard the name Balador? No, why would I have ever heard it? Well, because it's, you know, when he escaped, he went to your village where, you know, your mom took him in. And he's like, my mom? <laughs> like, my yeah, wait, my, my wait, for wait, real what? mom? And he's like, yeah, like homie. Mom? Like, that's, I'm pretty sure that Balinor is your dad. Like, he totally, like, your mom was a smoke show and everybody was trying to get a piece of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merlin's like, I don't really think we should be talking about women in this way, especially yeah. my mother. Do not <laughs> like this not attitude. my mom. <laughs> Guys, this, this um, sounds really inappropriate. Uh... And he's like, yeah, so like 99.9% chance that the dragon lord is your dad. And Merlin is just like, dude, I got so much on my plate already. <laughs> and now you drop this shit on me. And then he follows it up. You know what your mom and a doorknob have in common? And then Merlin's like, stop it. That's not, that's not a fair, stop, that's guys. not a good thing to say. Why I are like you it. being like this? Jesus Christ, Gaius. I thought she's so out of character. I'll be honest with you. I kind of thought you were my dad. He's like, well, I could have been. Like, okay, Gaius, stop. <laughs> I don't like this. Gaius. No. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot to put on Merlin's plate in the middle of a dragon attack, uh, killing and injuring and and generating destructions over a kingdom. That's all Merlin's fault. That Merlin like completely like this is Merlin's yeah, fault. Not not to gloss over. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> this is entirely Merlin's fault. How many people in this episode have like done a genocide? Like it's like Merlin and Uther, which is a statistically yeah. improbable amount of people who committed a genocide in one episode of television. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's you know the, the 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 math. The math ain't good for the people of Camelot. Um, we cut to outside where Gaius uh 
runs over to to Merlin and is like, you got everything you need. He's like, yeah, no problem. Arthur shows up. He wants to get the fuck out of there. He's ready to, to go find this dude. And they're off uh, with a warning from Gaius not to tell Arthur that Balinor's his father because if Uther finds out, he'll highly suspect Merlin of being a Dragon Lord person. Uh, and he might highly suspect that because Dragon Lord, the title of Dragon Lord is specifically handed down from father Jeremy to son Chris. That's, that's just the way it works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it's always worked. It is known. It, it is, is known. known. It is amongst the things that are known. It is amongst um, the things. Anyway, that are known. time to ride out, and we just get a quick zippity zap uh, trip the whole way there. I think we start a, a theme throughout the episode is Arthur kind of being like Merlin. What's wrong with you? You're not like giving me sass. <laughs> it's like the only thing that you're good for is giving me sass. Um, and Merlin is just he just continues to be distracted because again, guy stumped a lot of shit on his plate. Yeah. Um, but after their long journey, they arrive. It's pouring out. This is a real prancing pony vibe. They they show up at this um, tavern, presumably in Senred's territory. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, everybody stops and stares at them in silence as they walk in. And um, they get a table. Arthur tries to buy some information about where this Balinor fellow might be. And he gets nothing for it. Nope. So, uh, instead, they, they get a room. Uh, and... Once again, Arthur kind of starts needling Merlin about not being his normal self. Uh, this is very flirty too. This is this is this is very much like uh, some some very very murderous stuff happening in this, and I I very much appreciate it. Uh, it. Just you know, just some boy pillow talk. It just pains talk. me. To, it pains me to admit it, but I enjoy your surly retorts. Oh, just kiss already. Yeah. Just get it over with. Just smooch. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just 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 <laughs> jump in. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Then Arthur goes into the whole, well, if I were a prince, we'd probably get on. And I'm like, Arthur, God, I would tell you to get a room, but that y'all are in the room already. What are you doing? Oh, boy. Um, you talked. To, you said it was pillow chat, but I think Arthur literally throws a pillow at him at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just you know, it's just it's just boy stuff. Come on, just, just, boy just stuff. guys being guys, dudes just being just, dudes. Uh, okay, wait. Well, so yeah, Merlin is like enough with the boys chat. Okay. Stop trying to tickle me, Arthur. <laughs> Stop trying to tickle me. I'm sad. I'm worried about um, our friends in Camelot. And Arthur's like, yeah, but they're not here right now, are they, baby? And he's like, whoa. I, whoa. Get a lot I of keep, weird vibes. I keep hoping, as always, I'm always hoping that, that Merlin will just tell somebody the truth. And I guess that's what keeps people watching is that he's hiding a secret constantly. Because uh, I wanted him to just say, like, hey, I think I just found out who my dad is. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I, I really wanted to just confess and have Arthur be like, "Oh, well, that's convenient. My servant is Dragon Lord. Let's kill your dad and then go home. <laughs> like, yeah, it just be yeah, done with but it." Just didn't quite pan out like that, but you know. Um, we jump. We check in on Camelot that evening, where the dragon is back. Uh, the knights have all. Uh, they're all under the uh, command of Sir Leon, and uh, they are trying the fire arrow attack again. Doesn't work. Instead, the dragon just like roasts them, and they do like the whole phalanx shield uh, to to stop the fire. Uh, which what are those shields made of? Make the castle out of that. Am I right, yeah. everybody? Am yeah. I right? Maybe they got like a nice like a nice wax surface now the, the wax would melt i don't know i don't know i don't know, I don't know. Because, um, and it, we're so used to i think it's just like modern day fantasy fans were used to seeing the dragons in game of thrones that just melt everything like they are the most lethal nuclear power in existence and this dragon is just like no really hot fire this <laughs> is a little it's a little warm yeah. yeah it's a lukewarm fire uh it's the fire from lord of the rings the, the rings of power which apparently the, the evil is so bad the fire isn't hot anymore like that makes sense yeah. Yeah. um totally. just to just to catch just to check in on uther who is just watching this happen from his window yeah. this the uther spends a lot of time watching other people get sacrificed for his kingdom and his crimes thanks a lot chief uh Someone is sneaking into Arthur and Merlin's room. Uh, Arthur catches him and uh, at knife point forces the dude to give up the information on Balinor. Uh, and I love this because this is classic Merlin. It's like, oh, you need to go to the forest of the Trezil, past the river of don't tell anybody. And you're going to see a cave just to the left of the forget me now bush. But good luck because he may not yeah, respond. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so y'all are just going into it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're always going into it. Merlin's just like, Gotcha, and then he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, but 
we find out when as they are making their way over that uh, Arthur's wound is a little bit more grave than they anticipated. So mm-hmm. they stop so that Merlin can like check on it, uh, but they're almost spotted by soldiers. And as they as they hide to the side, Arthur just completely fucking passes out. Yeah, he's gone. And in a he's hilarious gone. move. Merlin, presumably using magic to pick up a, a very a very thick boy like Arthur, a very muscly boy like Arthur, and just lift him onto the back of the horse and just keeps on going. He's not stopping. Yep. Yep. Like, the way that he leaves Arthur hanging, like, head down, I'm, I'm worried about the blood rushing to his head. He's going to wake up oh, with abso- some fucking blood clots in his brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we make it over there. Eventually, we we find uh, we we find the cave of Balinor. Merlin goes inside, and he is uh, quickly uh, grabbed by uh, a man inside of it. Uh, we don't know who yeah. this is, uh, but just to just to shorten this, this is definitely Balinor. Uh, this is definitely Balinor, the handsy man. Um, I mean, you look at this guy to go, oh yeah. That's the drag. That's what a dragon. That's lord what a looks dragon lord like. looks like. Yeah, this this when I when you said dragon lord, I pictured like random NPC from Skyrim. And the, guess yeah. what? I was right. This is what that yeah, dude looks you're like. Absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. This dude was in the terror, and I just want to take the opportunity to to mention that everybody should go and watch the season oh, one yes. season one of the terror, uh, which is a a show about. Um, some 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 sailors trying to find an Arctic passage and some weird shit happens and that show is fucking great and everybody should go yeah. watch it. The um, um the book by Dan Simmons he's got some he's got some good horror books. If you're yeah. looking for some big beefy horror, check out his stuff. The second season was like about um some Asian Americans in the internment camp in the in, in World War One Two World War Two, uh and I we did not finish that like we did, just did not have the the hooks in it that the the sailors did so but i can't speak for that one but season one is good <laughs> the horror was a little bit too real maybe on that one yeah and there were there were some like supernatural elements to that too but like i was already kind of horrified by just the the horrible racism and everything <laughs> like it was a lot yeah. it was a lot to get into um actually i think like something big came out on netflix and we just like gravitated to that and never went back so that's what happens yeah um uh, Merlin meets this dude um, who demands to know why they're there, uh, and Merlin says that his friend is injured, and this dude just like puts a bunch of paste on Arthur. He he says some words of the old religion, which is like his eyes don't flash, so we know it's not magic, but it's just like some it's like a kind of like a prayer. Uh, but yeah, this is this is him doing some some druid shit to in my mind. Yeah, this is uh well more accurately this is some dragon lord. Shit. This is I'm I just, sorry. I think this so guy sorry. needs to have a lance on him at all times. A hundred percent. Yeah, some heavy weaponry. Um. Anyway, yeah. He so he does his little thing. He treats he treats Arthur in some way, shape or form, and um yeah okay Arthur just needs some rest. Everybody's fine, right? Yep. And he he feeds Merlin, uh, which is where Merlin takes the opportunity to make some really awkward conversation uh, and tries to kind of feel his way to find out if uh, this nude is Balinor. Uh, This guy insists that Balinor is dead, uh, but when when he demands to know who Arthur is, Merlin lies and says he's Lancelot. And he says, no, he's not. He's Arthur Pendragon, uh, and he's the son of Uther. And uh, finally, after a little bit of back and forth, Merlin comes out with it. There's the great dragon is attacking Camelot. Uh, this is where we learn when Balinor says Kilgar is loose. Like we, we find out that his name is yeah. Kilgar. Um, and I, this dude is, is kind of, again, Merlin, it, like, it surprises you with these like gray kind of moral areas a little bit. Or not necessarily gray, but like complicated moral areas. Because yeah. you, you, you kind of are taken aback because i think the show often portrays itself as or i, I don't like my expectations of merlin are always so weird because like i was saying last episode i think i have this this sense of it being this sort of like almost young kids show where like the good guys win and the bad guys lose and it's just black and white there's no room for nuance but then they'll slip a little nuance in there and you go oh okay okay yeah and this is this is one of those times because on the cover when balinor like kind of lines out the reasons that he's not going to help uther because you know he Uther lied to him and said that he wanted to, uh, I think he wanted to assist. He wanted him to be able to talk to the dragon to be able to like negotiate a peace or something. Yeah. Uh, but so it, he he lured, what is his name? Kilgara? Kil- he Kilgara. he l- lured him into Camelot to try and make peace between Uther and the dragon. Mm-hmm. And then Uther was like, just kidding. We're going to lock you JK. up beneath the castle. Ha ha. Uh, and then of course uh, he 
proceeded to murder all of Balador's people. He murdered all of the dragon lords. He was managed to escape. Uh, and then he tells Merlin he escaped to a village, Ilsador, uh, to be with a woman uh but you know and like but like again let's just holy shit uther holy yeah. shit jesus fucking christ what kind of a horrible dude are you because like your wife died um yeah and uther pursued him to the village sending knights to kill him uh and you know causing balinor to leave to flee and uh he he ends this by saying like I understand how Kilgara feels. Do you want to understand how that feels? Because all you have to do is look around you. You should just let Camelot die. Uh, Damn, bro. And Merlin is like, what if someone in Camelot was your was your son, maybe? Like, you know, your boy. And, <laughs> and Balinor is like, yeah. nah, fam, I wrapped that shit up. Nah. Like, I was, I was nah. good. Yeah, Jimmy hats all Couldn't around. Couldn't be me. Couldn't, Couldn't be, be me. me. We had sheepskin condoms for days, kid. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not on the hook. Realistically, he's like, dude, I've lived in a cave for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you I have no children. I don't have any children. Yeah, I would have definitely gone to live with them if I did. Uh, and of course, Merlin has, we have that moment where Merlin is about to confess and then Arthur wakes up. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have to we have to deal with that for a little while. And then the next scene is just Merlin sitting outside the cave, like by the river and just staring at Balinor across the way and just moping. <laughs> it's very good, my man. I love this. He's like, kids, stop. <laughs> this is very funny to me. Knock it off. Um, but yeah, so Arthur wakes up feeling absolutely fantastic. Um, and um, yeah, but he's he's just mostly just shocked that Balinor doesn't want to help. And Merlin is feeling a little bit disappointed here because he's like, I expected more of the man who is supposed to be my father and this is a real disappointment to know that not only does he live in a shitty cave but he's a shitty guy who lives in a shitty cave and a cool title doesn't make up for that yeah that's the that's the biggest bummer is you you hear like oh this is the last dragon lord and you expect like a fucking guy like capital g guy like a like a dude that is gonna be the last fucking dragon lord yeah Um, yeah 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 uh, and I mean that in like a non-gendered way. Like if the last dragon yeah, lord yeah, yeah, was, was, yeah, yeah. A, was a was a cool chick, I would also be saying the same thing. Although I should probably just change my language now that I'm thinking about that. That's a horrible habit to get <laughs> maybe into. So. Maybe, <laughs> so. maybe I should. Maybe I have some built <laughs> maybe in. This, maybe this is huh. time for us to learn this. Is. Man, huh. I start. Well, I literally just did it without even realizing. I start so many sentences with man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't like. It's whew. so ingrained in the way that I speak. I'm like, is there? I gotta find a different word. Internalized misogyny. It's real, folks. Yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. back to the dragon lords. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I think Arthur comes out. He's feeling super good. The wounds all better. Uh, Berlin says that was all Balinor, but he's refusing to help. Uh, we go back home while we watch kind of the aftermath. Um, it's daytime. The dragon's not attacking, but we see. You know, people running with buckets of water to put out fires, people uh, picking other people up, wounded people. Gwen is kind of watching this, like, com- completely devastated. She is just, like, in shock. And there's this gorgeous scene where she's she's standing in this, scene, this place that we've seen a lot, like, kind of on the... I guess balustrade, maybe on the on like this parapet. I don't I don't know castle terms very well, yeah. but she's um, overlooking yeah. <laughs> the like waiting for Arthur to come back uh, with this like devastated castle in the background behind her, which is a very very cool thing. Yeah, and uh, this is the first time in a while that I think Gaius and Gwen speak, right? Seems that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gaius rolls up and is like, "Oh, you miss Morgana," and she's like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, definitely remembered yeah. that chick existed. <laughs> Absolutely." Listen, to be fair to everyone, they've had bigger fish to fry. It's been a, it's been a busy week. Uh, and then he kind of does the, he does a cool thing here, which is like, hey, I know about you and Arthur. Like, y'all seem like you're very affectionate towards one another. Uh, you know, maybe not, maybe don't underestimate that. Like, don't ever underestimate yeah. the power of love, uh, which it gives her, I think, a little bit of hope. Uh, and I don't know, guys, you're you're kind of a war criminal, but you're cute. <laughs> Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Got, he definitely has, um, he definitely has war crimes. Yeah, um, but he's nice, so <laughs> he's a ten. But he has definitely committed war crimes. <laughs> yeah, he's genocidal. But he helped like one guy go right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, we forgive him. The show really just says we forgive Gaius, and a as lot. the audience, yeah. if you want to just if you if you want to keep up that expectation, you just have to forgive him too. Otherwise, the show starts to fall apart. Um. Arthur has tried to convince Balador to help, but it does not work. Uh, and he just walks up and is like, all right, see you later. Uh, I ref- yeah. And I refuse to help Uther. 
Uh, and then this is where Merlin says something pretty devastating where he says that, you know, you're no better than Uther. Um, and he doesn't say it, but like the unspoken thing, like if you're w- willing to let those people die, if you have the power to stop this and you're not, you're no better than Uther. Uh, and, you know, this is horrifying to hear from from Valinor's perspective. He's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not going to Camelot, the place that's been trying to kill me since I was, you know, for t- the last 30 years. Absolutely not. Uh, and then yeah. Merlin mentions Gaius. And, uh, of course, Balinor recognizes the name and says, Gaius, that's a, that's a good man. And Merlin is oh, like... he's a real one right there. He was like, oh, yeah? I was hoping you'd be more like him. I'm like, gotcha. Fucking burn. Got him. <laughs> anyway, I was hoping you'd be more like my real dad. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. You're what? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold um, on. But, yeah, there's no point in any of this. Declares Merlin, and then he and uh, Arthur they ride off and they make camp. Yep. Um, Arthur continues to try to cheer Merlin up. He's like, "Hey, you're not as big of a fool as you think you are." Something like that. Uh, I'm even starting to like you. He's he's you know he's buttering him up a little bit. Arthur is is pretty nice to Merlin throughout this whole episode. He even says something earlier about like you know if I wasn't a prince we'd be friends, right? Yeah, we'd get on. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, but but I am, so we're not friends. And this works. Like it, Merlin, it's the implication. Merlin kind of comes back to his own himself a little bit and starts calling. Uh, calling the prince names, right? Calling him supercilious yeah. and condescending and patronizing. And it's this really cute back and forth uh, that abruptly ends when Arthur hears a noise. Uh, but Arthur is on full alert and Merlin just keeps rolling at the insults. He's, he's back in his bag. He's ready to roll. He's just, he's like, I, yeah. I've got more things I need to say. He's like, once you, once you start this engine, you know, we don't stop for nothing. We're rolling. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a couple of days since I've hit you with these insults. Arthur. I, I've got a lot saved up. I've been, I've been hitting a thesaurus. I got a lot of things I got to talk about. Um, and he goes, deep into the thesaurus oh three or four words deep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but anyway someone's sneaking up and it turns out it's balinor it's balinor he's uh he was reminded that there are actually good people in camelot uh arthur says well if you kill this dragon you'll be uh granted a reward he's like i don't even really want a reward dude that's not what i'm doing this for and and arthur is like fuck yeah (laughs) excellent i don't even have to pay you all right let's roll okay all right let's keep it moving (laughs) this is gonna be an easy sell to uther (laughs) let's just roll Uh, out (laughs) Um, and we get some time between, uh, Merlin and Balinor as they're collecting wood together for a fire where Merlin asks him questions about the old religion, about, um, the, you know, just basically everything that this dude is, you can't, you can't learn it. Uh, you just have to be it. And I'm like, well, that just sounds like being cool in like the eighth grade. And I'm not going to, I was not that then. So I don't know how I'm going to be this now. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Dragon Lord lore is very similar to being cool in eighth grade. (laughs) You just have to be it. Either Either have it or you don't. You're not, you're not going to know you're cool until you face your first dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Same as it was in eighth grade, just as it is in Merlin when you're facing down. Uh, Kilgar. Um, then they start talking about like his time at the village and, uh, Merlin says, I'm from there. That's my mom. Oh, by the way, I'm your son. And he's like, no, there's no way. Uh, but they both believe it. And we have this really emotional moment of connection between the two of them. Um, and I don't know, this is so funny to me. Like, it's really like these two actors are doing like a fucking amazing job. Merlin's got tears in his eyes. Balinor is just like, all of these things are going across his, his face, like a, like years of wasted time and being on the run and what could have been. And then he just walks over to Merlin and hands him a bunch of twigs. <laughs> he just... doesn't know how to take that next step. And there's still this, you know, this, this thing between them, I guess. But before that, it's a really nice scene right there's so much emotion there's so much being left unsaid and then he goes anyway uh hold these sticks here's these sticks <laughs> thank you i don't i don't know how to operate without these sticks yeah. <laughs> um what do we do uh they talk what more we, what do we do we uh as the as arthur is sleeping at the campfire i don't know what it is to have a son or i a father bro bro i was getting a little teary we, we are flying through but I'll, I'll be real I, I i got a little emotional here um Merlin doesn't often talk about his father. There's been a little bit of reference to it earlier in the season when when Arthur was dealing with his uh, lost mother. But this is this feels like this this is kind of a new topic. But at the same time, I think anyone can sort of relate to it. I mean, I have both my parents, but it's still that you can immediately connect with with that bond. For yeah, absolutely. Or lack thereof. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I uh, it, you know, it's an emotional thing. Um, I grew up without my bio dad. 
for a long time, not really being an active part of my life. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of those things when he, it, th- th- we don't spend a lot of time. In fact, we're, we're <laughs> Balinor's on his way out for everybody. <laughs> I hate to, hate to tell you. <laughs> um, but like, there's all of that weird emotion tied up into it of, you know, I, I want you to be a part of my life now, but also I'm still mad at you for not being there um, and things like that. Like it gets, it's a, it's an emotionally complex thing to deal with. And I think they handle it pretty well because from Merlin's perspective, he just, he just wants to know things. Like he just, he has all these questions that he's never been able to ask about who he is, why he is who he is. Um, and we find out that being a dragon Lord is a, is a sacred gift. Uh, and it was handed down for, thousands of years from father to son and you know now it's merlin's time and i made a joke about this earlier but like merlin won't know if he has that power until he faces down his his first dragon um yeah. which is exciting this is, dragon lords is sort of it's like sigma males only right <laughs> absolutely yeah alpha and yeah. up alpha yeah, yeah, yeah. and up baby um <sighs> we also we and uh Balor also tells him that like hey I jetted because I didn't want to take your mom on like a, I didn't want her to be hurt. I didn't want Uther to kill her on his way to find yeah. me. Um, and they say goodnight to one another, like, you know, goodnight son, goodnight father. And it's, Berlin is so goddamn happy at this moment that it is absolutely heartbreaking. Like even before you know what's about to happen, it is just fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, you like the fact that it's going so well means it's, it's going to take a dark, a dark turn. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> This dude is. There's no way he's surviving the these episode. Are, these are the narrative red flags. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So maybe it's good that Arthur and Merlin never really say anything nice to each other because it, it would immediately spell someone's death if they did. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, do do do. The next day, Merlin wakes up. His dad has carved them a, a nice little wooden dragon. Very cute. Merlin yes. uh, smiles and is like about to grab it when Arthur grabs him by the face. Uh oh! It we're being attacked. The the what's the name of the country that we're in right now, Chris? That's next door, Kinris, Senris, uh, or whatever. Sen- Senred, Senred, Senred. Uh, the Maybe. knights are on their way. It's time to do some fighting. Uh, Arthur is doing his thing. Lots of swords. Balinor can defend himself. Merlin is actually doing really well here. Like he he he's doing some parries and some counters yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Up until he just just literally gets disarmed. He just his sword gets knocked out of his hand. Uh, his combat skills can only like his endurance meter is pretty low. He's got mm-hmm. the skills, but he doesn't have the um you know the the meat to keep up with the potatoes yes sometimes absolutely. you fall your way into mm-hmm. a metaphor that makes not even a single like the, the meat can't keep finish. up with the potatoes i get it no i understand this the, it's kind of a different way of saying Dude, that the, if, the mind if is your willing meat's not keeping up with your potatoes <laughs> like i'm embarrassed yeah for this, you. the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak your meat can't keep up with your potatoes i get it it's perfect i love it wow yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um anyway, they fight. They're all fighting. Everybody's and as fighting. you I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I remembered this episode and I knew that his father was was gonna, you know, bite the big one. But I thought the dragon was gonna do it. I didn't expect random bandit number five or random sun red knight number five to put a sword through our, our boy Balinor here. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a bummer. He rushes over to protect Merlin, gets a sword, and then just immediately fucking dies. Uh, we get like one moment of, I, I want you to. I've known you long enough to know that you made me proud. Uh, and then he he's gone. And then this is crushing to Merlin, and it's especially horrifying because like he's openly weeping over this man, and Arthur comes over. And Arthur's reaction is to be mad, like, "Oh, this is the this is the chance that Camelot had. It's been stolen from me." But like Merlin is in legit emotional turmoil about this, and he's having to like cover his face and like wipe the tears from his face to face Arthur. Like he can't even have a second to process any of this. And Arthur just makes the declaration that Camelot is doomed, and it's this is legit bad, dude. Like this is this is very horrifying. Why is Merlin yeah. doing this to me? Why is Merlin making Merlin's, me feel this way? He's going through it, man. He's making us go through it with him, and him having to swallow that pain. Again, it's just as as the audience, we're screaming out for him to just let Arthur know, right? Yeah. But at this point, he's he, he can't do it. He keeps it to himself. Um, I wonder if this is going to come back to bite him in some way that he never fucking tells anybody anything, huh? Said he tried to murder Morgana last episode. Look where that got him. Now he's in a lot of pain. They they go back to Camelot. Uh, Arthur reports his failure to his father. Merlin is in the background, barely controlling this as he tells uh, Arthur tells ba- Uther that Balinor is dead. Gaius making eye contact does not help. Um, uh, Merlin's trying to to keep it together, and then Arthur goes into King Arthur mode uh, and tells 
Uther that they have to make a last stand, that he wants to ride out to open ground, face the dragon on their own terms, on horseback. And Uther is like, no, absolutely not. Like, we can't do that. And Arthur's like, ah, yeah, we are. We are. Like, the only alternative to do that is to just sit here and watch Camelot fall. And Uther's like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. That apps. I've got snacks. <laughs> like I've got. We're covered, yeah. dude. Like I got. I got Dr Pepper set in enough for two. If you know what I'm saying, son. Let's get this. Let's do this. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. But no, um, Arthur. Like you said, he. Bec- this is this is a King Arthur moment. This is this is not Prince Arthur, and he basically rallies everybody around them. Um, says like we're we're going to fight. We're going to go out into the field of battle and meet the dragon. We're not just going to sit here and wait. And if, if I, I need a dozen knights to come with me, the odds of you coming back are, are very, very slim. But this is what we need to be do, do. Do This is what needs to be done. And there's a moment of silence where nobody responds. I kept waiting for Merlin to be the first guy to just be, you know, the faithful servant. We get that moment in a little while, but I, it kind of would have been nice to see him step up. But the first one to step up is Sir Leon. What do you know? Sir yeah. Leon himself, he steps up. And one by one after that everybody else except for literally one guy everybody else all the other knights join up with arthur they all say we're gonna do this together i don't know why there's the literally one single guy in the background who doesn't do it but <laughs> i mean to be fair they had circled up pretty like he didn't want to like like try to you know work his way True. into the he's circle. gonna go anyway yeah, but he yeah, didn't yeah. he's like i mean I'm, I'm i'm on the horse guys y'all can just stand around in a circle all day long i'm just on the horse I'm, let's go let's ride uh, I legit got chills at this. Like the the music swells. Like these people volunteering to put their lives on the on the line for to, to fight this dragon to protect their homeland. Removed from the immorality of Uther's actions and just like I'm going to step up to protect my friends and family mm-hmm. and my home. This is extremely inspiring, right? Like, I yeah. I think you can't really. It's difficult to talk about this show a lot because everything is so predicated upon being the 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 effect of a lot of different causes, right? And you can't yeah. think about this dragon doing this without thinking about like Uther eradicating all of magic kind and all of the dragons in the world because his wife died during childbirth and not think like maybe the dragon has a point, right? Like it's maybe hard. Maybe the dragon has a point. Yeah. Maybe Morgana has a point. <laughs> maybe Morgana, maybe Morgana has, a point. has a point. Maybe Morgos has a point. Like there's all of these things, but like at this moment there's a pure level of you know, Sir Leon doesn't know any of that stuff. Like, or maybe he does. He's right. been, he's been around, but like, he knows enough. To, like, I have to protect my people in my home, and he steps it up, and everybody else does too. And this is a legit, like, inspiring moment. I think. Yeah, it kicks ass. Um, sometimes you just love to see the boys rally. You know what I mean? And um, it feels good. Uh, Merlin goes back to the lab where he's he's holding the knight and crying. The, the excuse me, the uh, dragon carving and crying. Gaius comes in and checks on him, and you know. Merlin is, is doubting himself. Like the last time I tried to fight the dragon didn't work at all. And Gaius helpfully says, well, that was before your dad died. I'm like, Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Like before that, it was just like the dad hands the power to the son. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get a training montage, right? Like we're going to get a whole thing. Right. No, 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 no. Your dad died just instantly gives you the power to, to beat the dragon. Perfect. Love it. Perfect. Excellent. Just what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, is this where he uh, he decides not decides? He helps Arthur with his armor, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, this is another sweet romantic scene between the two of them, where he's helping to Arthur put his armor on, and Arthur's trying to help comfort Merlin about Balinor's death, which because he still thinks he's all wrapped up about the fate of Camelot or whatever. Um, but this is where Merlin is finally like, okay, anyway, I'm coming with you, and I do really like this. Uh, the emotional stuff throughout this entire episode is really strong. And I think it's moments like this, even as a casual viewer, maybe, where you start to realize, oh, I, I actually really like these characters. These these people mean a lot to me. Their relationships mean a lot to me. Um, because it's just the little things that start to really stand out. And it's the type of thing that, you know, Supernatural really benefits from, right? It was such a long show. You got to spend so much time with them. So every once in a while, when the, these kinds of moments would pop up, they would hit you really hard. And Merlin, it's a shorter show, but it's been, it's been densely packed with a lot of stuff. And... Um, this is just one of those great moments seeing, you know, from our perspective, we know that Merlin is the dragon Lord now and he has the strength. Obviously he's not sure if it will work, but he he's more than, than meets the eye. And we know that, but Arthur doesn't. So seeing just the, you know, the loyal servant, I guess, go along with the, the prince into battle. It just, it, it's got that classic fantasy 
vibe and and it's a lot of fun and and it's it's it tu- it's touching too. I think we should also mention that like throughout this like process where Merlin is volunteering to to do this uh and Arthur is kind of taken back uh, by this and he's like you're you're going to go out there with me and he's like oh absolutely. Like it's they're constantly also like ribbing each other all the way through it. Um yes. like Arthur's advice to Merlin regarding Balinor passing, of course, not knowing that Balinor is Merlin's father is like, you know, I always tell my men that, you know, there's no man that is worth your tears. <laughs> and Merlin just looks at me and goes, well, okay. you, you certainly aren't <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And at the moment where uh, Arthur is like questioning, you're really going to come with me. He's like, well, you may not know this about me, but I care a lot about that armor. I don't want you to yeah. mess it up. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, it's such a delicate, like line to, to, to go in between, uh, to ride that that sense of importance sense of drama sense of mm-hmm. a characterization of these people like genuinely liking one another and also like calling each other you know a prat or, or what have you like they, and they nail yeah. it every single time um and it's the type of thing that it's like you know those are these are the types of friendships that i love to see and stuff and um i i love the way that they've always handled the friendship in in Merlin and with Merlin and Arthur, and it's also really easy to see why people ship them so strongly because there's so much chemistry between them, and these little moments they just they just they excite you, you know. They get the heart they get the heart racing a little bit, and it's just it's it's terrific stuff. It is, it's absolutely terrific stuff. That's the, definitely a way to to, to put like it. One last drink before the war, like that vibe mm-hmm. to this kind of thing is always a lot of fun. Uh, they ride out. Um, it's a it's it, it's at night. It's a full moon because every single battle. Uh, <laughs> Everything looks so cool in this scene. Again, like the dragons, a little rinky dink, but it's okay. But the full moon, the lighting in this field, the castle in the distance, everything looks cool. Uh, and the knights are that we that we line up. The, they're armored. They're waiting. The dragon approaches. The knights hold and they hold. And then Arthur commands them to go. Uh, the dragon lands amongst the knights as the knights begin to surround it with its horse with their horses. Uh, but the dragon is overwhelming them very quickly. Most are almost instantly knocked down by the dragon's tails. The others are all kind of grouped together and just completely burned alive. I guess like this was really really rough. So yeah, they it implies that everybody dies. Obviously, I'm pretty sure Leon is back in the next season mm-hmm. and he's a consistent character. But it definitely implies that every single person died except for Merlin and Arthur. Because yes. they show back up alone, I, Leon's just got like horrible burn scars, but it was like only the bottom half of his body, so he could he survived. I don't know. Uh, Merlin and Arthur are both horrified as they as they watch the the death of all of these knights. Uh, Arthur picks up his the spear and kind of sets himself against the dragon as it approaches, and like I will say that. The dragon flying around is kind of some sketchy CGI. Like it's really, really good mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. the budget they've had and for the the time and the era and all of that stuff. This moment where they're actually like the dragon is approaching. The dragon looks like legit fucking cool and looks terrifying. Like it is, yeah. it's rolling towards uh, Arthur. Like you can see revenge in its eyes. I know I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm anthropomorphizing this damn thing a little bit, but like it's <laughs> this look is that good? Like I, I can I, I it, it sells me on the idea. Um, and as it and that's approaches, all that matters. As yeah. long as you can believe in the idea, what the what the visuals are trying to do, then that kind of is enough. Um, it approaches. It shoots fire. Uh, it's such a strong blast that it, it sends Merlin flying. Arthur rolls under it and then comes up, stabbing from underneath, and connects and, and nails the dragon, uh, mm-hmm. and which reacts and like you know slams its hand against uh, Arthur, who goes flying and is knocked out. And then, of course, now that everybody is out for the count it's merlin's time to shine he is the the last dragon lord and he hears his father's words in his mind as he approaches mm-hmm. uh and then he finds his dragon lord voice he growls like dude like this is this yeah. is le- legit very cool <laughs> this, is- this is this yeah there dude he's talking and the balinor uh voiceover is talking about how their their souls are brothers they are like you know kindred spirits basically um and speak to him as kin he will you know he will obey your will and yeah he roars dude um and i'm glad they did make the whole speech a roar i'm glad they just started with it because that was intense if we had him growling up on there that might have been a little much but starting with that big guttural like roar it, it, it was pretty cool and it showed that he had just 
accepted this power and and was willing or able to go face to face with the dragon here. And um, can I read he the subdues the dragon? Can I read the whole the whole quote because I Hit think it's me. really good. You're the last dragon lord now. You alone carry the ancient gift deep within yourself. You must find the voice that you and Kilgar share. For your soul and his are brothers. When you speak to him as kin, he must obey your will. Fucking dope, dude. Just extremely fucking cool. Extremely dope. Extremely, extremely dope. dope. Uh, and Merlin starts like talking in old dragon speech or whatever, old religion talk, and it's not translated. We have no idea what he's saying. We could guess. Uh, probably like, mm-hmm. get the fuck off my block. <laughs> this yeah. is my castle. Yeah. Uh, and then he lifts the spear and makes as if he's going to slay the dragon and Kilgar mm-hmm. says I am the last of my kind Merlin whatever wrongs I have done do not make me responsible for the death of my noble breed and Merlin goes to stab and then holds back um, and tells the dragon to leave and to never come back I have shown you mercy now you must do the same uh, and the dragon says what you have shown me is what you will be um, and he knows that they will meet again and it works the dragon flies away um, I was really surprised with the dragon's reaction to this because he seemed really genuine. He could have just been like, okay, thanks, and then flown off and you go, whoa, is he going to be a threat in the future? Again, I, as a viewer, I do not know. Um, but this response, the, you know, what you have shown is what you will be. I will not forget that you showed me clemency. I'm sure our paths will cross again. Um, it made me change my perspective on the dragon once more, that this is a very complicated and interesting creature that, again, isn't just a black or white villain. It's really good. The dragon flies off. Dragon flies yeah. off. Uh, and then Arthur wakes up and Merlin's like, hey, you did it. You dealt him a, a, moral, a moral blow. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur cries out in very confused joy. He's he's very happy about this, but also kind of confused. And uh, yeah. back at the castle, we get a final shot of Uther just watching as Arthur and Merlin head back to the castle. Uh, I don't know if I'm reading into this too much. I, I saw in Uther's face a sense of shame, like he is ashamed of himself. Because he literally let his son go out and fight these battles. He literally let everybody fight these battles for him and offered no leadership, no no sense of urgency, nothing. Like he just kind of just hid in his castle mm-hmm. during this whole process. Uh, it, I, is, it is a mix of, of pride and shame, probably. Of course, he's, he's proud of his son for doing what he did. He's, he's happy that he came home. But yeah, like, like you said, he's just, he's literally like peeking out from behind a curtain, Morgana style. And he did yeah. nothing. Um. Gwen and Gaius rush out. You mentioned this earlier, kind of, the, it's so weird yeah. <laughs> that they twin these these two relationships. Uh, Gwen and Gaius, Gwen obviously heads towards Arthur, gives him a hug. You know, I thought I had lost you. Uh, Gaius comes give uh, comes to give Berlin a hug. Uh, and I think, I, I missed the line on this. I think he says, like, I know I'm not your father, uh, but, and I think Merlin interrupts with, like, but you'll just have to do. And then, like, it's a, yeah, a joke. Well, I, I know I can never compare with your father. But for what it's worth, you've still got me. Gotcha. Um, okay. And yeah, That's he says, "Well, I suppose we'll just have to make do." And they they laugh at it like slow mos as they <laughs> clap Perfect. and laugh together, and then it fades out. Um, Gaius also calls him my boy when he comes home, which is nice. See again, like Gaius is like kind of responsible for genocide, but then he's like, "Oh, he's the nice old man. We like him." It's um, it's also like I just want I wanted one of them to look around and be like, "Where's the uh." Where's the Knights of Camelot? Where'd they? Yeah, hey, uh, where's everybody? You, so, headcanon, everyone's fine. Everyone's totally okay. Yeah, they just... The horses were a little singed, but they all just ran off. That was the issue. I bet... Uh, I, Leon, I bet they, Leon's back in the field. He's treating the wounded. We're okay. I bet they did the phalanx thing that they did earlier in the episode, and it just... Mm-hmm. But the dragon was so mad, it just knocked them out like it did... Uh, like it knocked Merlin yeah, down. Yeah, critical damage, but it didn't kill them. No no killing. Yeah, they're all alive. Everything's I, cool. Honestly, I do think at this point, they sort of implied that everybody died, but... Because Leon's back, I'm just going to assume everyone's okay. Yeah. Um, but what a great episode. Uh, I think great you know, episode. digging great into, into Merlin's, like, it's really easy to invent uh, a character like Balinor and be like, this is Merlin's dad, and we're going to instantly kill him for, you know, drama, and have that come yeah. off as, as really, really cheesy. And it is very, very quick, uh, It, but it does work. Like they got the actor that they got to play Balador, and then of course Colin Morgan. Uh, Colin Morgan, that's I mean, that's his name, right? I'm yeah, saying that right. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, they they both killed it. Like they both really really sell you on it, and it works. All of the kind of like I hate Uther, but hating Uther is not an excuse to let people die. Stuff really really works for me. Mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. I think they've experimented with a little bit with Morgana as well of just being like, yeah. you know, Morgana hates Uther, but like she always had doubts when it comes to like killing everybody in Camelot. Like she was like, uh, right. can we not, can we just focus on yeah. Uther maybe? <laughs> like focused on the individual. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, all of the fun, like Merlin and Arthur stuff in this episode, which is, you know, 
Arthur really coming out of a shell with with Merlin and like wanting to be his his friend uh, plus plus. <laughs> it was just really mm-hmm. cute and and fantastic. So yeah, yeah. all around oh. great episode. Again, mm-hmm. great season. I think the seasons just keep getting better and better from what I remember. So. Yeah, they set up a lot of stuff here, right? Because we don't know the fate of Morgana. We don't know what the deal with the dragon is. There's so many loose ends. There's the Freya, the Lady of the Lake, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that episode was called the Lady of the Lake. Anyway, there's all these threads, right? There's still all this unresolved Arthur, King Arthur legend stuff that we, we, we can get into in the next couple of seasons. So I'm very excited to see what happens. Because, I, again, I've seen season three, but I don't remember a ton of it. So we'll see. This is going to be really exciting. Um, I think this is the moment. Um, it's either this or, or season four where like the budget gets really, really good. And our, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of our landscape porn and our vistas and our castle, like all of that stuff starts looking like really fucking incredible. Like they really start going ham on it. And the music yeah. all in the back half of the season or back half of the show is really gets really, really fucking good, too. So it's exciting time. This show does nothing but get better and better and better. So Yeah. And then they they seemingly they capped it off like when they wanted to, from what I understand. It wasn't like it was canceled. They were just like, I think we're going to finish it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. that's cool. Which that's is a cool. choice. It's certainly a choice. Uh, there's There's <laughs> been rumors about a revival, but I just, I don't, I don't know if it'll happen. No way. Yeah. No way. I don't think it, I don't know. I, I can't, it's hard to talk because it's spoilers. So I'm just not going to, not right? going to say anything. So um, I just opened the wiki for series three. Um and the wiki has like popular pages and one of them of course is Mordred and he just looks so much like Anakin Skywalker in this little picture that I'm just <laughs> killing myself. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're, if you came with us for monster of the week, you probably know we used to do uh, like season wrap up episodes um, and do like feedback and have a guest on the seasons of Merlin are so short that we can't really do that every three months it's just it's a lot more it's a lot of extra yeah, work yeah. so if you have thoughts or feelings or you want to send us an email or a voicemail or whatever um you can definitely do that there's contact information all over our website at still his kingdom keeps.cool uh you can also send that directly to us on twitter at his kingdom keeps i will compile that i will save all of that and at the end of the show we will read all of that stuff so i will i will save it for the next however many weeks that we have left on this uh podcast um we appreciate you listening we appreciate you leaving reviews uh england came out chris yeah shout out to england shout out to england for like charting us home of king arthur in the top like top 40 podcast or something on there in the tv whatever genre it was but that was kind of dope to see so shout outs to england am i right um Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll continue doing this podcast. So, uh, last thoughts, Chris? Great season. Hey, hey, son, you did a good job today, son. <laughs> Thanks, father. Thank you, father. Um, we're, I noticed I still have gained any Dragon Lord power, so sleep well tonight. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my 401k. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. internet's being real stinky right about now and i can't hear you you probably can't hear me either i can hear you now oh 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 okay i just had to i just had to base boost my internet no okay no sweat all right cool (laughs) modem's just fucking vibrating just gotta get it base boosted that's what yeah that's usually the solution to all my problems. Like I had to go for an oil change recently, and you know how they always try to upsell you on whatever. And um, the guy starts giving me this spiel about, oh, you should rotate your tires or whatever. I was like, don't even worry about it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna base boost them. I'm just gonna base. And then I, I turned the stereo on and um, vibrated out of the the garage. Didn't even get my oil changed. Um, but base boosting, you know, solve all your problems. It, it 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 really does. It's just a surprisingly useful utility. That's honestly one of the wildest. Um, forms of just like everyday misogyny that still exists. When Jess goes to get her oil changed, they're like, yeah, sorry, man, that'll be $2,000. But if I take my car, no issues. I've never had anyone say anything to me ever. Um, it's not, it's not right, man. 
It's not right. <laughs> it's, it's it is not right. I agree. They just think that she's a lady who doesn't know anything about cars, so they can just do whatever they want. It's um, it's very funny to me that that's still like a a major thing. Um, not because it's actually funny, but just because like, it it, it like how often does it work? Like, does it work a yeah. lot? I mean, it right. just it just astounds me. It really does. Because if they were like, oh, you need X, Y, and Z, I'd just be like, no. <laughs> No, no. I would just straight up be like, I don't have enough money for that. I need my car back. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I need to put my phone down. I'm playing with all of the the new iOS updates because I'm a geek. Yeah, my, I'm I'm trying to get the the uh, update now because I accidentally just updated to like the latest version of iOS 15. Nothing like you know, t- 24 hours of iPhone updates to really get you juiced up. Yeah, it still says preparing the update. So at some point during this, my phone will probably just go off. But it's okay because I'm not recording a podcast on my phone. That's I'm true. I'm doing it on my computer, my personal computer. Your PC, your Windows computer. Listen, um, I mean we gotta. I mean we we've got priorities this evening. We've got a PlayStation event to to watch. Mm-hmm. But we had a Nintendo event this morning. Did you catch any of that? I have not. No. I have not. I, uh... It started off with a Fire Emblem announcement, uh-huh. and I don't know if you've seen any of the art going around of the new Fire Emblem protagonists. Nope. Uh, there were some leaks a couple months back that actually showed this is the main character, but it was so bad that everybody just made fun of it and was like, these leaks are obviously fake. This is some like Genshin Impact ripoff game. This isn't like a real Fire Emblem. No, unfortunately, it's a real Fire Emblem game, and the main character... Um, they're being called uh, Toothpaste Chan and Pepsi Coon because they have half of their hair is blue and half of their hair is red, not mixed in together. It's not like a weird design. It's just a half and half. It looks unbelievably bad. There have always been colorful hair what, characters in Fire Emblem, but this takes they, it to a new level. What are they called? Toothpaste Chan? Is that what you said? To- toothpaste, Ch- toothpaste Chan. You know, like Chan and Coon are like... Uh, you know the, the Japanese prefix or suffix, whatever. Um, oh, so that's okay. when one looks like toothpaste, one looks like um, Pepsi, because of the red and blue, the bright red and blue colors. Google this. Google it. Fire I'm, Emblem protagonist. I'm um, absolutely <laughs> not going to Google that. I'm sorry. I'm too busy googling. Everybody, uh, more Joker everybody's memes like, "Oh, for shut you. up! You're still going to like play it." Not saying it to me. People are just saying that. I'm like, like, yeah, I, 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 I might still play it, but it's. It's rare that a, a character design can be so bad that it just you kills your interest in a thing that you would, would otherwise love. Um, but that's how I'm feeling right now. That's how I'm feeling. It's really, really fucking obnoxious. Like, Fire Emblem's always been a little silly, but this is really kicking it up a notch. The only thing I cared I about th- was uh, the Zelda thing. Um, yeah, and, and I haven't even I haven't I didn't care enough to watch that because I I'll, I'll watch it a little bit later today, but. Um... Yeah, I just I they was. An- <laughs> they announced like fourteen farming sims. Honestly, a real number is probably they announced probably five new farming games mm-hmm. throughout this this conference. It was crazy. Now I like those kind of games, kind of um, if they're good, but it was pretty crazy. It was just farming games, a ton of JRPGs, which I guess I was happy about. But then yeah, they 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 capped it off with the Breath of the Wild two, which is now what Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the um, Kingdom, which everybody is which is saying is the reason that the whole thing got delayed a week, is so that it wouldn't air in the UK during the the, the Queen's demise. Oh, really, a, just honestly, <laughs> perplexing stuff. Zelda has a gun. Zelda has a, a nine millimeter pistol. Um, Link it's still has it's a new. Sword, it's but new for the to series. Differentiate but, the gameplay. But I am excited about Zelda with a gun. I think it's going to really shake the franchise up. Yeah. Uh, I wonder be... how they're going to do ammo. Because going to have to craft it, bud. Got to craft that ammo. Yeah. Got to kill the You had to craft arrows. You had to craft arrows, right? Yeah. Um, Did you have to craft arrows? I feel like you did. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember. I, I don't... It's been a while. I, but she's. Um, well, she's going to go to an arms dealer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah no. she, she's gonna go. The Zelda storyline is a little different than the Link storyline. She's gonna go to a gun show where, where there's a lot of loopholes that can be in there, so that's that's the easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Lord, wonderful, uh, wonderful stuff. So, uh, New Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. I got heartbroken today because my favorite Slay the Spire streamer was going for a new world record and missed it at the last spot. I mean, he had it. He has the current world record, but like he was, he was increasing it by, by uh, one. Um, and it was, 
Man, I didn't know like a, a deck building. I could be so involved in a deck building game. I was on the edge of my fucking seat, man. I was, I was, I was excited about it. It was. And yeah, it's crazy to watch people play something competitively. Um, mm-hmm. Even stuff where like if you're watching somebody struggle with Elden Ring or something, and you could beat it in a heartbeat, but watching somebody kind of like overcome that hurdle, if you like that person or whatever, it, it can it can be pretty exciting. To, it's fun to see that yeah. evolution. It can. Be I good. found a new area in Elden Ring yesterday. <laughs> a, a whole new area. What did you find? Like a whole new. Area. So I've just been. I'm on New Game Plus three. I think at this point. Uh-huh. So you've just um, been rolling through, having a good time. Not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Ba- yeah, that's basically all I'm doing. Is like I'll put on a podcast or an audiobook, and then I, I just kind of roam around and, and and play Elden Ring, and no big deal. But there was just this one little area, um, uh, outside of the academy, like up in the hills somewhere, mm-hmm. and there was a, a a red spirit, whatever the fuck they're called in this game. I killed it, got it to unique weapon, and then was like, huh, I don't have any of this this weapon yet. And I'm looking around, I'm like, this area is not familiar. Oh my god, I just never came up here. <laughs> I just never went in this direction. And it wasn't very much. I didn't miss out on a whole lot. Um, but it was very interesting to realize that still, even now, after 150 hours, I've still I've still missed some things. I'm trying to pick right where it could possibly be. So there's an invader, there's an NPC invader, right? Yeah, yes, yes. It's on the east side of the map in Lyernia? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris is like I don't know what any it's, of that um, means. No, oh, it, is um, it the is it was it Vike? Was it the spear, the madness spear? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's that area that's like north of Madness Village. You could have missed Madness yep. Village. Yeah. Yep. Are you telling me you didn't see the Eye of Sauron in the game? And I think is, I think I did because I remembered that, and I remembered like charging up there to kill the rats, and then being like, "What's I'm still getting madness? What's happening here?" Um, and then I think maybe maybe I died and then just never went back because I it was a it was a detour. I was in the middle of something else. But um, yeah, I never fully explored that area, so it was it was an exciting little find. That's awesome. That, that's a cool little area. It's it's really rad. Yeah, that dude is yeah, the guy cool. on the cover of the box. Oh yeah, well yeah, huh. I found that huh. out when uh like way 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 later. I was like, because I, I remember fighting the dude and being like, oh, there's that guy, uh, and I was, oh my god, dude, I. <sighs> what happened? My life. My, What's up? I don't know if I've told you that my house is sinking on one side. Yeah, 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 yeah into hell. Right. So my my contractor, I found a guy and he was gonna like do the work for me. And he's supposed to have done it um for a while now, and then he just texted me. He was like, "I'm gonna try to get out there today and do it." And I'm like, "I am recording a podcast, sir." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sir. Tell um, me you're on a conference call. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> you can't say I'm on a podcast. Yeah, uh, I um, I don't know what to do. I guess we'll. This is all disjointed. Um, I guess let's, let's, do, let's just crush it. Let's, let's just, just let's, let's start. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Merlin, and then if we have to interrupt, forty-five this. minutes, dude. We'll lock it in. Tell him, be like, hey, be right out on a call. <clears throat> I'll wrap up the second half of the episode by myself. It's perfect. okay. It's a huge one, and I'd love to talk to you about it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, let me just text this dude back real quick. Hey, gamer. <laughs> I should probably text Autumn as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let her know you're in a quote-unquote conference call. This is all good podcast stuff. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody, for the abbreviated outtakes. Well, this I week. thought if I did talk that it, you could just cut it all out. Of oh, me. well, yeah, I guess that, that probably makes more sense. Okay, let's... let's. You wouldn't have to edit around anything. Berlin, 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 Berlin. I'm begging of you, And I can ease
sleep. 